Hey, kids. Daddy's home. Did you miss me? I missed you. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute. A lot of stuff has happened since we last talked. And all the reasons that I quit podcasting for the last few months uh, because I was depressed about crazy shit, it's only gotten worse. But you know what? The hell with it. I'm putting on my big girl panties. And, uh, oh, those are your big girl panties. Shouldn't have left them here. Anywho, we'll talk about it all. Glad to be back. I've missed you. Let's do it. It's the pod with no name, and it starts right now. Welcome back, kids. It is the pod with no name. It has been a while since we last talked. I believe March, maybe? And we are now um, early November. So, hi again. If you're new to the show, welcome. I don't know how you're new to this, but uh, if you are, thanks for being here. If you are an old listener that has somehow waited around for me to do another one of these horseshit shows, thanks. I appreciate you. I really do. Um, I know I haven't been the best podcast host, and disappearing for months at a time will definitely get you that reputation. But the reason I disappeared... Uh, I had to go to prison, and I didn't. I'm sorry. I just wished it was something better than than what I've got. I disappeared because I got depressed. I mean, it's that simple. Um, The world was going into a pandemic. The start of a global pandemic had just kind of started up with the whole COVID-19 slash coronavirus uh, thing. The country seemed extremely divided. Not that that's really all that new, but man, it seems like it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And those trends look like they were going to continue to get worse. And here we are in November and they have, they've gotten so much worse. The, uh, the pandemic is not slowed down. Cases are spiking again. And then you've got two sides of the country. One arguing that spiking is bogus numbers and that it's not that bad. And then the other one's spouting off science and things and saying it is bad and you know jesus just wear a mask but people are mad because that's taking their freedom away and that it's it's just fighting everybody's fighting like children and it made me depressed to where i didn't want to record anymore politically donald trump has been the president for four years and we were in an election year and that didn't look like it was going well uh trump has galvanized the country Not just him, by the way. I don't want to put it all on him because the Democratic side has not done their fair share of being nice and making things easy. But Trump has done himself no favors either. Both sides have so, so galvanized their own side and each other's against them that it is a country divided. It's awful. Um, People are losing friendships over it. Families are having problems. The election happened a few days ago as I record this. Um, What, today's the 8th, so November 2nd, so six days ago. And up until yesterday, we didn't even have a president projected. Now, all the projections show that Joe Biden will be the next president. However, old Don is going to challenge that. And people are upset at that. And I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan. I have said in other shows, I can point to a few good things he's done. He just 
likes to take one step forward and 400 backwards really fast so that the good stuff gets looked over. And if I'm being honest, my opinion is that he has done more harm than good. But I want it to be fair for everybody. And I think he's got some some gripes about some of these uh, the ballots. There are states where they had more votes come in than they had registered voters. There are voters that were apparently 140-something years old voting. There were deceased votes, which, by the way, this happens in every election, but it's not going to be as scrutinized as this one because this one was close. And uh, if if you're an anti-Trump person, it's a very scary election because your guy has won, seemingly, and it looks like he's going to. I, I don't think that it's going to change. I mean, I, I want it to be fair, and I want it to all come out in the wash, and whoever is the rightful winner to be the rightful winner. But uh, it looks like I think Biden's going to hold on. But if you look at it, it's so close that if you're a, an anti-Trump person and you don't like his ideologies and, and how he thinks, it's scary because as bad as you think the country was, almost half the people still wanted four more years of it. And if you're a Trump guy or girl, uh, and there's plenty of those, especially here where I live in good old Alabama, um, you're terrified that the Democrats are going to get their way and open up the borders and take your guns and we're going to be a socialist country, which I don't don't think that will ever happen. I don't care who's in charge. Um, There are some checks and balances still in place. The whole government's crooked and corrupt. Don't get me wrong. Both sides suck. Um, I voted. I did vote. I voted Libertarian. I did four years ago in 2016 when I voted for Gary Johnson. Uh, And I was very happy to cast my vote there because I actually liked him. I liked what he stood for. I thought he would be good for the economy. And uh, I couldn't vote for Hillary because that's awful. I couldn't vote for Trump because I didn't like him. He just... He was coming off of hosting a game show, and he's a business guy with no political experience, which I get the the appeal then of, well, get an outsider in here. That may be cool for, like, local elections, but when you're becoming the leader of the free world, you may want a little experience. And, damn, he's got some in the last four years, hasn't he? Wow. So, it's a lot to unpack, and I don't know what all the answers are. It's not been fun to be... A, uh, a citizen. I don't think there have been riots in the streets. Um, I don't even know if the last time we talked, if the George Floyd murder had happened where he was knelt on by a police officer on camera until he, he passed and was killed. He was killed. Breonna Taylor in Louisville. There's a whole rash of um, black people that have been shot and killed by police where that shouldn't have been the option. A lot of people don't agree with that. I think more people do. And it's not new. It's been happening for years, but it came more to a a head and a forefront over the last few months and has led to some people wanting major changes, and it looks like we're getting them. Uh, Again, I voted Libertarian, which at this race would have been for Joe Jorgensen, Dr. Joe Jorgensen out of South Carolina. She actually ran as vice president for the Libertarian Party back in 96, I believe, and her running mate, vice presidential... Uh, hopeful Spike Cohen, and I like them. I really do. Do I agree with everything on there? No, but I agreed with them more than I did the other two. The world's awful. The country's awful. 
and politics are never going to be a cooperative across party line thing. I don't think ever again used to, they were, you could, you can pinpoint it back to the maybe mid nineties when I, Newt Gingrich kind of got in as speaker of the house and, and around that time period, I'm not saying it's all Newt for all you diehard Newt fans, <laughs> but around that time is where you could see before then Republicans and Democrats cross party lines and work together and come to compromises. And around that time is when it started switching to uh, it's us or you or us or the highway and we hate you and everything you do is wrong and we're going to undo it and vice versa. Both sides have been that way since that time. It's awful. I don't think there's anybody that can change that. Now, Joe Biden is saying he's going to be the the unifier, the great uniter or whatever. I, I don't know. But old Sleepy Joe is not a great thing either. This election kind of felt like we're having to pick the shiniest of the two turds, which is sad. That's why I voted Libertarian. Did I think Joe Jorgensen was going to win? No, I knew she wasn't. Not even close. Especially in my state. In Alabama, it's a Trump state. All day. No, never in doubt. But I voted for her because I wanted her as a third-party candidate to get a high percentage of the vote. Not a high one, but enough of a percentage that come next election, they would get equal funding. Public funding, they would get equal forms. She wasn't even allowed to debate because you have to poll at 15%. Well, that's great, except... Uh, they left her out of all the polls. You can't poll 15% if you're not in them. Republicans and Democrats are both mad at the Libertarian Party, who actually had less of a vote this time than they did last time. And both sides are blaming the Libertarian Party for stealing votes away and making it close. How about just don't be turds? So it's either four more years of Trump and everything. I think I said four more years. I'm sorry. Four more years of Trump and, and everything he's been doing, which... Eh, or you get Sleepy Joe, who seems like a nice enough grandpa of a guy, but his mental faculties have been called into question numerous times. Maybe he just stammers over his own words. Maybe he's not a great public speaker. Sometimes he does. He speaks pretty eloquently, but sometimes, eh. And he's got a female, Kamala Harris, or Kamala, I'm sorry. How do you say her name? And I'm not trying to make fun. I really struggle with this, and I know maybe I shouldn't. It's Kamala. Um, the first female vice president, that's big. The first black vice president, the first black female, the first South Asian, like there's a bunch of firsts getting thrown around with it. Um, I, did she get voted in because she's qualified or because there's been such a rush and a movement of bring women to the forefront, bring blacks to the forefront. And this is our chance. And, you know, you got to look back a few months. She was running against Joe Biden for the democratic nomination and calling him a pedophile and saying he was unfit to be president and all his accusers of sexual uh, misconduct that she believed them all. And now she's his running mate and Oh, everything's great. Really? If that doesn't tell you about politics, come on. And then asked about it recently. She laughed and she goes, it's a debate. I mean, that's you just say that. So she's kind of admitting, oh, you just lie and say whatever you have to in a debate when you're trying to win, but now we're buddy-buddies. No, thank you. Plus, don't even get me started on the conspiracy theories I've heard where they're trying to get it set up to get Biden taken out of office due to cognitive inability, and then Kamala Harris becomes the first female president. 
The reason being, well, Joe's son, who's been questionable at best in many things, uh, would get to stay out of prison. Sleepy Joe gets to go off without looking like a horrible person, which I don't think he is. And then Kamala's in charge. And I got to tell you, out of Biden and Kamala, I do like Biden better. Because he's a white man? No, just because he doesn't seem as crazy radical with some of his ideas. So we'll see where it goes. However, Trump is is suing and everything else, and this is probably not over yet. So we are, I think, 71 days away from the inauguration, and uh, it may take a little bit longer than that. Who knows? I do think the tradition that George Herbert Walker Bush started, the first Bush in the White House, of leaving a note in the desk drawer at the Oval Office for the incoming president, I have a feeling that's not going to get carried on. Don't think Trump's going to leave Joe a, a letter. Or if he does, it's a good blood. Joe, suck it. Love Don. Because that's, that's how he is. He's not a president. I mean, he is. He's elected one, so technically he is, but he shouldn't be. He's a game show host. He's a businessman, and he's not always a successful businessman. <sighs> so now that I've just lost half the listeners, hey, everybody. That was my political side of the story. That's where we are politically. We're waiting to see who the president will be. It is projected Joe Biden, uh, but we're not done. This has happened before in 2000 when Al Gore was projected the president. And then after we took a look at everything and about a month later, George W. Bush got a second term. So anything can happen. There's so much more with that, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, on the local level, we have a new senator, Tommy Tuberville who was once a coach here in Alabama at Auburn University, my favorite school, and he beat arch-rival Alabama six times in a row. And for that, I love Tommy Tuberville. I do. Love him as a coach. Old Tubbs, one of my guys. So he's running for uh, Senate, or was running for Senate, under the Trump platform of, I'm going to take the stick out of President Trump's hand and give him a baseball bat. I'm going to drain the swamp. Sadly, that's all he needed in this state. That's it. He wouldn't debate the incumbent, the Democratic nominee, Doug Jones. Old Dougie Fresh, as I like to joke and call him. Uh, would not debate him. Had multiple opportunities. Wouldn't do it. Was asked tons of questions about policies that he wouldn't answer. When he was cornered on radio shows and forced to answer a question, it was stumbling, bumbling, and he didn't even know about some of the important things going on in the state. Had no clue. Again, I like Tubbs as a coach. As a politician, no. I don't know why he did it. I really don't. Other than he knew he could win, maybe he just wanted to win in the state of Alabama again. Well, he got it. The only problem is the guy he said he would follow the lead of may not be there. Looks like he's out. So where does that leave Tubbs? Where does that leave the state of Alabama other than still probably 40 years in the past? I don't know. We're trying to make the best of it. At the end of the day, the president's going to be the president, and we're all going to live underneath it. How much has your life changed in the past four years of Trump, for the better or worse? Maybe not how you feel about the world, but your own personal experience, your day-to-day, -day, getting up, going to work, going to the store. How much has that changed? Some of you, it may be a lot. For me, it hasn't. And that didn't change much from Obama. And that didn't change much from Bush. Every election, we're told, this is the most important election of your lifetime. Every one of them. I'll be honest, it did feel like maybe this time was true, but still, we're told that every time. And we've had horrible presidents in the past, and we've had great presidents. We've had presidents we didn't like, and then we look back like, oh, that wasn't that bad. So, 
the world keeps spinning. We're going to be on it. I don't foresee it being anything horrific or monstrative or, or anything. If nothing else, it should, should, within the next year or two, calm everybody down somewhat, which is kind of what I would be happy to see. So no matter who you voted for, if you exercised your right to vote, I congratulate you. I thank you for doing it. You should. But you should also exercise that right to not vote if you don't want to. If you don't want to pick the shines two turds or a third-party libertarian candidate that you know nothing about, don't. It's your choice. It's your right. So that concludes the political side. Now, the pandemic side, because let's just keep moving on with good news. It's not better. COVID-19, and look, I don't have a computer in front of me. I'm not going to pull up numbers. I, I can't even tell you what the latest numbers are other than they're spiking again started early February to March. Actually, I think I got to go to a thing in February with uh, my buddy TJ. We went to go see Kevin Smith and the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow, Road Tour, whatever, in Birmingham, Alabama. Wonderful. Got to meet Kevin Smith. Don't remember if I've talked about that on the past show. He is exactly as you would hope. He's exactly as he seems. He's a wonderful human being, and the world is better off for having him in it. So that was awesome. A couple weeks after that, uh-oh coronavirus and uh, it was scary at first nobody really knew what it was and we were being told a lot of stuff and nothing but then it seemed like people weren't as scared oh and then you start getting the 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 side of this of well it's just it's no worse than the flu yeah, it kind of is when you look at the number of people that it it, it kills once it infects it's worse than the flu uh, on the it's it's that whole like kind of percentage per capita type deal, but it's not good. And the numbers were spiking, and spring break was starting, and you had dumb kids and adults going to the beach and making out, and getting drunk, and getting in parties. And it's just it's gotten worse and worse. Now other countries have had spikes too. I believe um, within the last week, London, not London, England, uh, their their prime minister or something has shut them down, like just a complete shutdown of the country as a whole. Not like, hey, per county or whatever. No, no, no. The entire place is like, we're shut down. This shit's getting out of hand. Taiwan, I read the other day, had their first week with no new cases. And since it has started, they've only had eight deaths. Eight. You know how many we've had? Around 250,000, if not closer to 300,000 by now. It's a big difference. You know Why? Because they had a national plan in place in case of a pandemic. We didn't? Well, I don't know that we did or didn't, but I do know that there was an entire department set up for it that Trump uh, decided we didn't need and fired everybody and disbanded it. And then this hits. So, you know, take that as you will, kids. Uh, so it's getting worse. And then you have the anti-mask wearing people. That are the government can't tell me to wear a mask. Well, I mean, I guess they technically they could, but they've allowed it to be mostly uh, made up by the states. And here in Alabama, our governor, old Meemaw Ivy, this 80 something year old former plantation sounding owner, she uh, has made everybody wear it until December 11th, which it has already been extended like two or three times. I have a feeling it's going to be extended again because you got the holidays, so whatever. But I don't mind it. Like, if you're going to a store, put on a mask, man. Like, it's not that difficult. Who cares? How long are you going to be in Walmart? Really? Hours? 
that it's just going to bother you to have your mouth covered or your half your face covered. By the way, I've seen plenty of people at Walmart that should have a mask on their entire face. So I think it's been helping. But you have these, uh, these quote-unquote patriots that refuse to wear a mask. It's all a hoax. No, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. My opinion, you're an idiot. Wear the damn mask. If you're, if you're at a business and that's their policy and you don't like it, don't go in that business. Find one that doesn't give a shit. Go to that one. But don't bitch about going in a place that has a sign on the front door that says mask required, then walk in and be like, I ain't wearing a mask. Don't. Please don't. By the way, this isn't limited to the South. This is nationwide. I think it'll help. I mean, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Just my personal opinion. Again, I'm not trying to piss everybody off listening and lose listeners, although I may. But it's just how I feel, and that's what this whole podcast was about. So, what have you kids been up to? Remember, you can always shoot me a, uh, uh, ooh, I almost gave out my email address. I haven't done that before. I don't want to be flooded with emails. No, no. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Rooftop Hero, or on Instagram, at Rooftop underscore Hero. And shoot me a, a message, a DM, tweet me, something like that. Let me know what you've been up to, what you want to talk about. I'm going to try to get back into this, but I don't know how frequent these will be. And I'll tell you why in a little while. Uh, hopefully some it's exciting news. I think it is. I'm pretty excited about it. And it, it should, if everything goes according to plan, make me talking to you on a much more regular, frequent basis. So, yay, if you like me, and boo if you don't. So that's what's been going on here. Sports. Uh, I'm a big sports guy. We've talked about sports before. Uh, the Lakers are your champions. LeBron James is an NBA champion with Los Angeles, which hurts me because my Celtics got beat in the Eastern Conference Finals by Jimmy Butler in the Heat, who then got beat by the Lakers. So my Celtics went out in the Eastern Conference Finals. My Boston Bruin hockey team, they went out in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals and did not win. The Boston Red Sox, my team, they, uh, they were awful. They were just atrocious. Didn't make the playoffs. Didn't even sniff the playoffs. They are god-awful. Thankfully, they traded away the best player they had last season, and he went to Los Angeles and helped the Dodgers win the World Series. So, it's great to be a, great to be a Red Sox fan. So, that takes care of the Celtics, Bruins, and Red Sox. Well, this season, I get to be a New England Patriots fan, right? I got my Jarrett Stidham jersey, former quarterback at Auburn University, now drafted by the New England Patriots last year, sat behind Tom Brady, who is gone. Old Timmy Tom is down in Tampa Bay, or Tampa Bay. And uh, see what I did there? And uh, he's he's doing great with the Bucks, but my guy Stiddy, he's going to be the guy. And then they signed Cam Newton. Another former Auburn quarterback who was my favorite player of the Panthers, and now he's with the Patriots. So that jersey I got is for a backup quarterback. Cool. That's that's cool. Well, you know what? I'm on board, though. I'm a New England Patriots guy for the first time. All my Boston teams, I'm a fan of at the same time. I'm super excited. Cam's going to get it done. Comeback player of the year. And, uh, oh, he, he had to miss a couple weeks for COVID. Okay. Oh, well, then he comes back, and he, he got benched after three interceptions for Stidham, who uh, did not do any better. Patriots have the worst record they've had in 20 years. So being a Boston fan uh, sucks right now not the first time that's been said but whoo the only bright spot is the red sox did hire a manager the other day after they let ron Renicki go who was the 
kind of interim manager for this weird Frankenstein COVID season that we've had. And uh, Ron was there before as an assistant coach, and he's a, he's a good guy. The management job, or GM, or the, whatever, the manager job was not one that was going to be filled by him long term. I think everybody knew that. But who was it going to be? Well, in 2018, we had this manager come in named Alex Cora, who led Boston to the greatest season they've ever had. Most regular season wins in a season of all time. They, they went roaring through the playoffs, whooped the Dodgers to win the World Series. Oh, God, what a magical season. Maybe my favorite. 2013 was fantastic. 2004 was amazing. 2007 was a World Series winning season. But 2018 may have been the most fun. Well, then he had to get let go because he used to be with the Astros who all of a sudden got in trouble for a sign-stealing... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Sign-stealing... Uh, gate? Uh, scandal. That's it. Scandal. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, he was with the Astros and they had an elaborate sign-stealing scheme where they'd bang a trash can. They were picking up video clues, all this. Cora was a bench coach there at the time and he was part of it. So... Major League Baseball suspended him, suspended uh, A.J. Hinch, who was the manager of the Tigers, and others for a season, which would have been this past season. Well, this past season's over. A week or so ago, the suspension was lifted. He could talk to teams again. And wouldn't you know who won the pony? Guess who's coming home to Boston? Alex Cora! He's back! So I'm excited and... uh, I'm looking forward to it. J.D. Martinez has decided not to opt out. He'll still be there for the next two seasons. As of this recording, my boy out in the center field, J.B.J., Jackie Bradley Jr. is still our center fielder. I hope that remains the way. I'm afraid it's not going to, and I love J.B.J. I do. I talked to him on the Instagrams. We've messaged back and forth a few times over the last few seasons, and, uh, I did thank him recently at the end of the season for everything he's done, and I told him I hoped he was still in a Red Sox union next season. But if he wasn't, I appreciated everything he did because I'm going to tell you something. I, I, Mike Trout, phenomenal player. And is he better at the plate than JBJ? Yeah, he is. Mike Trout's a, an anomaly. But JBJ, to me, is the best center fielder in the game. Hands down, I would take him over anybody else just because of how he plays in center field. Also, how he conducts himself on and off the field and how he represents the team. Uh, I doubt Jackie Bradley Jr. ever hears this, but if you do, Jackie, thank you for your time in Boston. Hope to God it's not over. Thank you for always being nice to me and actually like responding back on Instagram. And, and I feel like we've got a little semi-friendship. Maybe I could see you at a South Carolina game. Your Gamecocks beat my Tigers this season. Not Not a fun memory, but congrats to that. So, that's your Boston sports update. I know you were all concerned about it. Auburn sports. Hey, are they going to play football in COVID season? Of course not. That would be dumb. Well, we're six weeks in. I can't believe it. Uh, the SEC just whipped their big old SEC schlong out on the table and flat out said, we're playing football. And they never wavered on it. Never. Did they put it off by like a week or two? Yeah, but they they said that from the get-go. Oh, we're playing. Then you had other conferences that were like, we're not going to play at all. And then you had the Big Ten kind of like, let's see what the SEC does. And now they've started their season up like four weeks after everybody else. Uh, Wisconsin has already had a couple games canceled due to COVID. If they get one more canceled, they won't be eligible to, for the playoffs, no matter if they're 6 or 7-0 and oh when it's all done. 
The SEC is playing a conference-only schedule, so that takes it down from 12 games to 10. And uh, instead of Alabama and Georgia being the last two games of the season for Auburn, we got to play Georgia in Week 2 and got our asses handed to us. Yikes. I mean a whooping in Athens by the Bulldogs. It was sad. Auburn won three kind of close games against uh, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Arkansas, all with a bit of controversy. Got their butts handed to them by Georgia. Lost by eight to South Carolina in a really ugly game. They were off this past Saturday, off week for them and Alabama, but the week before, thoroughly dominated LSU. I mean, the best-looking game on both sides of the ball by Auburn I've seen in forever. It was beautiful. The defending national champions look like garbage. That's because most of their team went to the NFL after last season. A lot of their team opted out going into this season for COVID, uh, which the NCAA is allowing, and will still honor scholarships, which is kind of cool. But still, I think they needed it. So coming up next, they've got Mississippi State and Tennessee. Then they go they go to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama, which I hate Alabama. I just hate them. And they're probably going to beat Auburn because they are really good. They're the best team in the SEC. They're the only top-to-bottom good dominating team. It's a down year for the league, but Alabama's not down. They hardly ever are. So Auburn will have to pack a lunch that day. Maybe they pull the upset. It'd be nice. And then they end with Texas A&M. Go figure. Who started off looking kind of iffy, but has really pulled pulled it together in the last few weeks, and that's looking like a scary game too. So in a 10-game season, there's a chance. The best-case scenario, Auburn ends up 8-2, and two, which would be amazing. Uh, I'm thinking more 7-3, and three, but there's a very probable chance it's 6-4. and four. So there you go with your Auburn update. Hey, at least basketball season's starting soon. I'm trying to hit all the things, kids. I'm sorry. Movies haven't really been happening because nobody's been allowed to go to the movies. It has shut down a lot of theaters, and uh, theater chains have had to just go bankrupt on, I think, uh, who was it, Regal? Did they think they went out? So it's been weird, and movies have been stopped production, and things have been pushed back. We have a new Batman movie coming out, but now it's not going to be until sometime next year with Robert Pattinson, the sparkle boy from Twilight who I was not happy about at first, then I got on board with, but recent reports from the set have made me not feel so great about them. So we'll see. I still hope it's good. That's their music. I can't even tell you what the hell's happened in music. I really can't. So let's talk about celebrity deaths, because why not talk about more depressing shit? Uh, I'm going to miss some, because there have been quite a few, but in the past eight days... Uh, Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery, eight days ago. Sean Connery, 007, James Bond. That's my horrible Connery impression. But I will always, as good as he was, and he was the best Bond. I'm not going to argue that. But as good as he was as James Bond, he's still Indiana Jones' dad to me. Junior. And then he calls him Indiana. It's great. Go watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Go watch Temple of Doom. And then... Go find The Last Crusade. That's the one with old Sean Connery. And just get all them feels. Because they're there. It's a great movie. Uh, So rest in peace, Sir Sean Connery. Then today, I woke up to the news that Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy, has passed away. Uh, It was cancer. I wish I could remember what kind. I want to say it's pancreatic cancer. He was 80. Still hosting Jeopardy up until recently. And I've been... 
talked about it with a friend earlier uh, and thought he was still hosting like very recently. And I don't know if it was just complications and it took a nosedive or maybe COVID was involved. I haven't heard that, but I don't know. So it's sad. In a world filled with sadness here lately, those two guys who seem like good dudes. By the way, saw a letter. You can f- probably throw it in your Google machines and find it yourself. A letter that Sean Connery wrote to Steve Jobs back in like 1998. And essentially, this is paraphrasing, but it was typed out. It's got the date, everything, and it says something like, Mr. Jobs, this will be the last time I say this to you. You do speak English, don't you? Uh, I will not sell my soul to you know, be a spokesperson in your commercials, and I don't care to, quote, change the world, as you put it, blah, blah, blah. It's great. He's shutting down one of the most powerful people in the world before they become super powerful. And then he, toward the end, he's very nice, but then at the end he goes, I have deemed that it would be a detriment to my career to shill your your computers in a crass advert. And then it's something, he says, like, you are a computer salesman, I'm fucking James Bond. All the best, Sean Connery. Wonderful. Then I read a story recently where on the set of The Rock, uh, not The Rock as in Dwayne Johnson, but the movie about Alcatraz that he was in, directed by Michael Bay, which apparently is a Disney movie. That blew my mind. Um, But they were over their schedule and getting over budget, and they were talking about, yeah, we can't do this, we can't do that. And Sean Connery went to Disney and told them, you're up there in your fucking Disney ivory towers with all that money, and we need money to finish this film. Give us the damn money. So they gave him the money, and they finished The Rock, and it's a good movie. Go check that out, too. Go catch up on the uh, Life and Times of Sean Connery. Watch a couple movies. Go find you some Alex Trebek clips online, because he's, he's wholesome. He's one of the good guys. Canadian. Good guy nonetheless. By the way, shout out to our friends in the North. Heard an excellent comparison for our country the other day with everything that's been going on politically and everything else that uh, North America is essentially the Estevez brothers. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Um, And of course, America is Charlie Sheen and all his Sheenness. And Canada is like Emilio Estevez, like he's the laid-back, cooler one you don't hear a lot of trouble out of. Meanwhile, his brother Charlie, going crazy. I can only imagine what we look like to them. Of course, there's some people that go, I don't give a shit what we look like to Canada. I know, but I do, because I, I want to be friends with people. What's so wrong with that? Why do we have to be so hateful? Why does everybody have to hate things? Why does everybody have to hate each other? Why do we have to hate other countries? Why do we have to hate a different political party? Why do we have to hate somebody that thinks different than we do? Why do we have to hate somebody that loves different than we do? Why do we have to hate somebody that's gay or a different color? Racism is the dumbest damn thing I can think of. I hate racism so much because I don't understand it. I genuinely don't understand it. The only way that I understand racism is the the first caveman, you know, is by himself or whatever. I don't know how it works, but in my head, this is how, excuse me, I play it out. The caveman is by himself in a cave. He is the, or she, is the only person that 
he can look at and go, you know, sees his hands, his arms, his legs, maybe his reflection in, in water, and can see what color he is. Let's say a caveman from another community that they didn't know about comes stumbling into his and sees him, and he's a different color. Okay, racism. You're scared of it. Doesn't look like you. I get it. You know why? Because you're the only human that you know of on Earth, and all of a sudden, here's another one. Maybe then. Because you got to think, the first human that ever saw the sun start to set must have thought, oh shit, I bet that's not good. So when you don't know things, I understand fear. But fast forward in this country's history, slavery, are you shitting me? The 50s? 60s, 40s, 50s, and 60s segregation and people hating black people because they're black? Seriously? That, that was a thing, and that's not that long ago. And by the way, it didn't stop then. It's still around. Is it as public? You know, honestly, in the last couple of years, yeah, probably. There's not segregation in that way. It's not whites-only diners or water fountains and stuff like that, but... Shit, it's awful, and I don't get it. Are there people I don't like? Yeah. Are there black people I don't like? Yeah. You know why? It's not because they're black. It's because they're assholes. That's it. Same reason I hate a bunch of white people. Because they're assholes. I hate's a strong word. Truthfully, there's probably four people that I hate. That's probably not good for me to hate them, but I have my reasons. And I, and I can't change that. I don't feel like I can. And one of them in particular, when they die, I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate. Sorry, that's me. I'm not perfect. I'm not I'm not somebody that maybe you should call a role model. I don't know. What I am is honest. And racism is it's fucking stupid. Please, if if you're a racist person, if you hold racism in your heart, if you hate somebody else simply because the color of their skin I, I, I would rather not have you as a listener it's that simple I mean I can't stop you from listening clearly but I don't I don't want that kind of support man that's brutal it's just the dumbest damn thing but it feels like that's the world we live in is it's fueled by hate you know the old news saying is if it bleeds it leads because you know puppy stories are sweet but who gives a shit? That's not going to catch your attention. What's going to catch your attention is three people gunned down outside of a Waffle House or whatever. It's sad, but that's the world. And politics has made it so much worse. I hate that people think there's only two sides, Republican and Democrat. And that's because right now, that's kind of it. That's why I voted to try to help get another option out there where you can see more. I wish more people realize that you don't have to pick left or right. Sometimes you can keep going straight down the road without turning. That's what I want to implore all of you to do. To, to try to be open. To try to be kind. Caring, compassionate. To try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. I was so disheartened at the George Floyd uh, death murder. That's, I'm sorry, that's what I feel like it was. I don't, I, I'm so disgusted of hearing people like, well, he was a criminal, he had a record. He wasn't being a criminal then. 
You know, he wasn't threatening anybody. He didn't have a weapon. He had been down. You're a cop, and you're kneeling on his neck as he shouts, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and you just keep it there on camera, looking right at the camera, which, by the way, makes you an evil, evil damn person. You know, you shouldn't worry about if you're on camera or not, but everybody's got them now. And most of the time, if you're doing something stupid or illegal and you realize you're on camera, you stop. Not this asshole. Nope. Just going to keep doing it. So he killed a man. And it started leading to protest and it started leading to riots. And it led to looting because he wasn't the first. And he wasn't the last. It's been some bad ones since then. Bad news is, much like when I say there's bad ones on both sides of the uh, political landscape, there's bad ones on both sides of social justice issues as well. Sadly, a lot of people looting and rioting didn't care about George Floyd. It wasn't about that. It was because they could and they could just say it. A lot of white people doing it. Wasn't all black people. Some of these looters and rioters were bussed in from other places just to do it. And they were paid by big-time money people because they wanted to, to initiate fear in people. They wanted people to be upset. They wanted to stoke fires. They wanted social unrest because it helped their political gains. It's sad and it's scary, and we've got to do better. At the end of the day, whether you voted for Donald Trump or whether you voted for Joe Biden or whoever, if your person is not declared the winner, if your person is, is the one that's on the outside looking in, you can be upset about it. You can go, man, I really I hate that. I wish my, my person would have won. But if they didn't, they didn't. And it looks like Joe Biden's going to be our president. Do I like the Joe Biden-Kamala Harris ticket? No. I don't. I see so much hypocrisy in it, just the same as I did the Trump and Pence one. Do I think it's a calmer, uh, not as pot-stirring pick? Yeah, yeah probably. But you're going to have Trump supporters that are going to be just as upset as the Democrats were or the, the liberals were when Trump was in office. Are they going to loot and riot? I don't know. I hope not. They say they're not going to. But if they do, are they really Trump supporters? Are they people the liberals have got in there to look like Trump supporters? I think you're going to have both. But realize that the president is going to be the president. And no matter who won, Donald Trump isn't going to be there tomorrow to sack your groceries and ring you up at the grocery store. And Joe Biden is not going to be there tomorrow to... Help you wash your car or, you know, help you clean up your yard or something like that. Your neighbors are. Your co-workers are. Your community is. Those people will be there, just like they have been this whole time. Because no matter who wins, Joe and Don are still going to be in a different world from us. They're still going to be wealthy, and they're not going to be like us, and they're going to do their thing, and we're going to continue doing ours. But while they aren't with us every day, we are with each other. We are with our neighbors, our co-workers, our friends, our family. And we don't have to agree on everything, but what we should have to do is be kind and generous to each other. Because at the end of the day, Donald Trump does not shape and dictate our communities. 
Joe Biden does not shape and dictate our communities. We do. We have got to be accountable for our actions. We have got to be accountable for shaping our communities with how we treat each other, how we raise our children. It doesn't need to start with the president and trickle down. It needs to start with us and trickle up. We are the ones that are raising the next politicians. We are the ones that are raising the potential next president, and we need those values, not the ones that are already there, because the ones that are there are corrupt. They're damaged. They're moldy. They're awful. Boys and girls, I cut up a lot. I make a lot of jokes, and I like to keep things as lighthearted as possible because it seems like there is so much bad in the world now. Even part of this show has been depressing. Again, it's why I didn't podcast for months. I just, I didn't have it in me. But I decided to come back because I wanted to do a little catch up, let you know what was going on with the world, let you know what was going on with me. And that's all I'm asking you. If you don't want to listen to my show anymore, don't. You know, I'm not trying to make money off this thing. This is just a platform for me to have some fun, express some views. And if you're on board, you are. And if you're not, you're not. I don't want to specifically alienate anybody. I don't want to piss anybody off. It's not my goal to make people angry or or not like me. I don't think there's a single person. You know, we, we always say, wish I could be one of those people that just doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks. And sometimes we think we know those people. Sometimes we think we are those people. I don't think that person exists. I really don't. I don't care who says it. There's an inherent need and want in everybody to be liked. Because it feels good. Why would you not? Now, if you've made an effort to be somebody's friend or to be kind and polite and they've been an asshole to you, screw them. You don't need them. And if they don't like you, who gives a shit? But make the effort. Don't ever try to be mean and, and get on somebody's bad side. That's not my goal here. I want people to get along. I've got two kids out there, man. i got an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old. 14-year-old is a freshman in high school and is already taking, like, aeronautics engineering classes, which blows my mind. Good for him. I'm proud of him. I hope he does well in this world. Am I worried about what kind of world he's going to keep growing up into? Yeah. Then there's also part of me that says, you know, that's the way it's always been, though. Kids adapt. People adapt. We roll on. But I do wish it was better for them, and I hope it gets better. But again, that all starts with us. We the people. Not in a constitutional way, not in a way where we need to have militias or storm courthouses like they did in Minnesota or whatever. That's the thing. A militia tried to kidnap a governor. That happened in 2020. It's a mess, boys and girls. So please... Hang in there. If you're struggling, hang in there. If you want to reach out to me, reach out to me. Like I told you, I was depressed. That's why I didn't want to do anything. Depression is real. I was diagnosed with it years ago. And God knows I'm way more depressed in life now than I was when I was diagnosed with it. That's why I make fun of so much stuff. I have to laugh to keep from crying. Suicide rates have gone up. That's not good. There's enough death in the world without people having to kill themselves. So with the pandemic, it's stressing people out. With the the way of the world, it's stressing people out. I get it. I'm right there with you. 
But like I was saying, we've got to be there for each other. So I'm there for you. I implore you, if you are desperate to talk to somebody, if you're worried you can't talk to a friend or family member, if you're having any kind of suicidal thoughts, find a prevention hotline or reach out to me. I'll talk to you. I don't know who all of you are. But as somebody that, uh, God, what was it, 12 years ago, tried to kill themselves, I did. And uh, somehow survived it. And don't know how. Really don't. I guess there's a reason for it. I've learned from it. I've had some tremendous things happen in my life that are so positive since then that I'm glad I got to be around for. Are there still some nights I go to bed and go, you know what, if I didn't wake up in the morning, I wouldn't be that upset about it. Absolutely. I still have those days and nights. Do I have the thoughts of doing anything? No. I'm over that. I've got a good support group. I've got friends I can talk to. I've got family I can talk to, and I'm nowhere near that. But I don't want you to be either. So please, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. There are people that want to talk to you and help you, and I'm one of them. Again, if you don't want to talk to me, fine. Find a prevention line. Those people are real, and that they do give a shit. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'm here. Again, Rooftop Hero on Twitter, Rooftop underscore Hero on Instagram. The world's a scary place. I want to help make it a little bit brighter for all y'all. And myself. So that's the message of this show. Help each other. Be there for each other. There you go. So anyway, that's where everything is right now. I know it's a quick hit. I'm in and out. This show's going to be less than an hour, I think. And uh, we'll we'll put it on out there for you. I I didn't have any notes written down. I didn't have a, a format to go into this. So much like my other episodes, I've probably rambled. And I'm sure there's things that I've left out that I was wanting to talk about. Maybe I'll get to those next time. The news I had for you, though, is uh, my best friend, my brother from another mother, my hetero life mate that I love like no other, Mr. TJ Carr, uh, which, by the way, happy anniversary to him today is a year ago today that he rang the bell for his last chemo treatment and he beat cancer. So uh, I love that dude. I mean, that's been my best friend for 37 years of my life. And uh, that's my brother. And uh, I'm so happy that a year has passed and it hasn't come back. And it's always going to be a battle. It's never gone for good. You always hope it is. And so far, so good. But in the meantime, we've lost a a dear friend to cancer uh, quickly. And uh, it, it sucked. So uh, shout out to Mr. John Ashley, sir. You were one of the funniest wittiest people I knew you were a grown-up and a kid and like the best grown-up kid that you could imagine and you were older than me but you treated me as an equal and were nothing but nice to me and everybody that knew you said the same thing you you were I couldn't find one person that had a bad thing to say about them and you won't and sadly that's what cancer does we also have other friends that are battling it right now cancer is awful and uh, I've implored you to be good to each other also. And I know times are tough and Christmas is coming up. But if you got a little extra scratch, find a cause you like to donate to. Personally, I, I would say donate to cancer research. But anything, anything that, that tugs at your heart that, that is important to you, if you can donate to that, do it. It's all about helping make the world a better place. Speaking of Mr. TJ Carr, uh, another friend of ours, Mr. Justin Big Bear. Uh, 
he reached out to me, I don't know, a month ago, month and a half ago. Hey, man, you still doing your podcast? And I was like, no, hadn't done it in ages, dude. Just hadn't felt like it. It's like, wow, what you got in mind? He said, I'd like to do something like me, you, and TJ. I was like, that's awesome, but good fucking luck. Like, getting him nailed down to do one. I've been trying to do it with him for years, and it's impossible. And it's not that he doesn't want to. And he's a super dude that has great intentions, but he's so damn busy. Uh, pandemic has really affected his job. I actually made his job more of one. So he's super busy. And I'm like, I, I don't know if we could do it. He said, well, I talked to him and he said the same thing that you would say that, but he said, if we stayed on him, you know, we, we could probably do it. And I'll be damned. We, uh, we've gotten together a few times and we have recorded probably five shows now. We haven't released any yet because honestly, the first one was awful and the sound quality was God awful. Uh, but we found a different way to do it. And it was about trying to find that groove uh, when you're in a pandemic and, you know, Justin lives two hours away from me and TJ lives two states away from me. Uh, it's, it's hard to get everybody together. So we're having to do it via Zoom, which, by the way, has worked great. But we've been trying to find that chemistry, that that show format kind of thing. And I think the last two we've, we've kind of gotten there. We're, we're finding it. So I'm hoping uh, within the next week. The first episode of that podcast will be coming out, and that will be the one that will probably be much more regular than this one. So mark your calendars. I don't know what's going to come out, but be looking for the Fearless and True podcast. That's the name of it, Fearless and True. Uh, we're all Auburn fans. Doesn't mean it's an Auburn podcast. Auburn does get talked about from time to time. But it's we finally found, found that, that groove of... It's us just talking about stuff and cutting up and having a good time, and we want you guys to cut up and have a good time with us. So eventually that's going to be starting up. Keep your ears peeled for that. Uh, that's gross. Keep your ears peeled. I know it's usually eyes peeled, but I thought that sounds sounds awful. But ears peeled sounds kind of gross too. What are we, Ed Gein? Google that, kids. Ed Gein, if you don't know. Uh, anyway, trivia has been going on at the local Back 40 at the – the tap room there, it started back up, and the f first time I went back, me and my buddy Wes, who you heard on a few episodes of this, we won. That's right, the Brothers of Destruction finally won it all. Then this past week, we came in fourth. But I like to say that was a non-title match, so I'm still calling us the defending champions. So, wish us luck every Thursday at Back 40. If you're local, if you're in Gadsden area, come on down, man. Back 40 has trivia every Thursday night with Mr. Shane Knowles. It's fun. And plus, they have great food. I ate barbecue there. It's amazing. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not getting any extra in, from anybody. I'm just flat out telling you the truth. Uh, the guy that does, I think his name is Chris. I hope I hope his name is Chris. If not, I'm so sorry. Uh, barbecue's fantastic. And he makes his own sauce. And holy shit, it's good. And I'll be there. Usually every Thursday for trivia. So come on down and say hi if you're in the Gadsden area. Um, that's all I got for you, kids. I'll be honest with you. So keep your... Your ears open. There we go. And I will try to update you and let you know when the first episode of Fearless and True with me, TJ Carr, and Justin, a.k.a. Big Bear, comes out. And uh, I'll still try to hit up here from time to time. But I just wanted to check in, let you know how I was doing. I hope you guys are doing as good as possible, and I hope it only gets better for you as we head to the holiday season. So if I don't talk to you in the next couple weeks before Thanksgiving, have a happy uh, Gobble Gobble Turkey Day. I hope to God I talk to you before Christmas rolls around. Uh, but it's the holiday season. Even more of a reason to be nice to each other. So please, by all means, try your best. 
And uh, we will talk to you guys next time right here on the pod with no name. So with that, I will bid you adieu again. If you've been here uh, before, thank you for coming back. If you're new to the show, hello, welcome. Uh, Tell your friends and family if you'd like. Get them interested in listening to it. Uh, Leave a review if you care to. You don't have to. I'm not going to push you into it. And if you want to go ahead and subscribe, go for it. Why not? I'll be back eventually. And uh, keep your ears peeled for the Fearless and True podcast. I'll let you know more about that when it comes out. And uh, we'll go from there. So until next time, thank you for being with me once again right here on the pod with no name.